closer mentality. I'm your host, Julia Millett. Today's guest allows the stories of closer mentality to have traversed six of seven continents. Today, I'm bringing you a story from Peru. It's one of inequality, underrepresentation, and sports ability to bring light to inherent issues. This is Nicole Hayden's story. Hayden's sports journey began in gymnastics, as nearly all of her now Peruvian teammates did. I was a gymnast. I started when I was uh, four years old, <laughs> really small, and I practiced gymnastics for 14 years, I, I think, until I was like 18 years old. And I was in college uh, at that, that time. So, and I was getting a lot of injuries doing gymnastics. So I decided to quit sports, professionally sports, actually. Uh, but that time I met my boyfriend and he is a hurdler in track and field. So I started going to practice track and field without uh, wanting to do it professionally anymore, just like to stay in shape and do some sports. And I met my coach and he was a pole vault coach and he knew I was a gymnast. So he tried to like teach me a little bit, like once a week, you should try. And I competed in a national. Uh, I didn't jump that high, but for what I was training, I did it good. So he offers me to uh, actually train to be a professional pole vaulter. That was in 2016. So I started to train harder. And after four months, I jumped, uh, I was 10 centimeters less than the national record. I was really happy, but I kind of didn't understand how I jumped that high in that small time training. Uh, but my coach to, uh, told me like, you are not new in sports. You have been training for a long time. So you you have the strength and you have the talent to do it. So yeah, I started professionally since then. And now I'm a professional pole vaulter. <laughs> she and her coach began fine tuning her pole vault approach early on. And almost immediately, a 20 year old Hein found that this was her new path. Her jumps were high, but lacked the technique that heightened competition would eventually ask of her. Team Peru's women's track and field athletes make up one-seventh of the country's international showing, 5 of 35 in 2020's Tokyo Olympics. But the breakdown of track to field athletes is a considerably smaller subsection. When I started, we were three girls uh, jumping, and two of them quit, so I was the only girl jumping. <laughs> I was the first to jump over four meters and uh, for three years, I was actually the only pole vaulter in the national uh, facility and training. So, but then uh, last year, the girl that had the national record came back to training and now uh, she's training with me. So we are uh, both of us training and that's really good for me because like having competition every day it motivates you to jump higher because when you are training alone and jumping alone sometimes you you get mm, less motivated to like train and go and then um there were two girls that did gymnastics they were younger than me so they knew that i after i quit gymnastics i passed to do pole vault and they contact me and they start doing pole vault uh, like two years ago. 
So now they do Povolt. One of them, uh, she just started college in the US. Uh, she moved uh, because of Povolt. She got a scholarship and she's doing Povolt there. And the other girl, now she's studying in Europe doing Povolt too. So <laughs> now we are uh, again only two girls here in Peru. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a small world <laughs> in, in Peru. Yeah, pole vault is not very known. I believe that if I didn't do pole vault, I'm not that good in other events in track. Actually, I'm not that fast. I don't jump that high, but I have the strength and uh, what I learned to do the skills and the pole vault because like I can uh, put upside down really fast and I have uh, strength in my arms. So it's easier for me that part, but I struggle the last years training the other part like running jumping because of course i need that too when hein broke into the peruvian pole vault scene she took over even though her technique needed some tweaks reliance on her arm strength was what began to set her apart prior to any pole vault specific training she jumped 3.2 meters in lima then once she started training the specifics in the end of 2017 and beginning of 2018 her jumps plateaued Psychologically, it was really hard because I didn't believe that I was capable of doing what I was doing. So I kind of like got stuck uh, for a month after. Um, I jumped 370 that year. And then the next year I started jumping 340. So it was like really less. Uh, but what my coach told me, it's like the first year I jumped, I didn't knew what I was doing. I was just jumping. And the next year I was learning the technique. So when you learn, you get uh, like a little dumb at first. <laughs> and then I started to uh, increase the height again, but knowing what I was doing, like actually having better technique and that allowed me to keep jumping higher every year. I thought I was going to be able to jump like the same height because I was like training technically better. But uh, the when you send the order from your brain to your muscles to do it, sometimes when it's something new, they don't do it as you want. Because like sometimes I imagine doing the jump, like really like perfect jump. And when I try to do it, uh, I just can't... Uh, do the whole thing as I, uh, as I want. So I think it's part of learning uh, something new. And yeah, I, I started jumping better after that. Her new Peruvian teammates, most of whom had been competing for more than a decade, didn't put much weight into Heinz's involvement. Heinz saw that as a challenge, but it also hit an imposter syndrome. At first, it was kind of uh, scary because uh, I didn't believe I was capable of jumping the same uh, of other girls because I like, oh, they have been training for six years. I just started a year ago and that affected, um, I believe that affected the way I jumped because I started focusing on that instead of what I was doing. And I started uh, to stop believing in myself that so 
yeah, when I got to international competitions and at first, I didn't jump as I used to jump in training. And that's a psychological thing. Like I got really scared and nervous and uh, tried to do more. Like, oh, I need to jump that height, but stop thinking about the technique. And that affected the results. When she sought out someone to help her through those feelings of inadequacy, Heim came up empty. Peru is notoriously behind in its mental health advocacy, and Team Peru didn't have a single professional on staff to assist its athletes with the mental game. In 2019, Peru passed a law that allowed the country's mental health care center network to increase from 22 to 203 providers. While this was an enormous step to further the dialogue, it came too late for Heim. It's called IPD. It's uh, like the a sport uh, organization. And they have some psychological uh, teams, but they are few. And actually, I have tried to talk with them, but I believe that you need someone you can trust and you feel comfortable to. And I haven't uh, met someone that do that with me. So like right now, I'm alone training. I don't have that help. Uh, my coach helps, helps me a lot. He tries to understand me. His uh, daughter studied psychological, yeah. So she taught him some things like how to manage me and like to be patient, to try to understand me. And he helps me a lot, but I don't have like a special team for that. Even though she didn't feel the assistance reciprocated in the way that she needed, Hein had help from her coach to focus her attention on the minutia of preparation. I try to focus in one thing, uh, usually in the thing I'm kind of lack of, like, uh, because when I run with the pole, sometimes I, I think I'm crazy, like running with the pole and just jumping. But I try to focus on the moving my arms fast because that's the first step I have to take. And the other parts, I think my body, it's always like, I just do it. I, I learn it. So I focus in one step, like running and moving my arms forward. That's the only thing I think about through the running, like run, run, arms, arms, arms. That's the only thing I try to focus because when I move my arms late, it's when I cannot complete the jump because I like, uh, get, it's hard to explain the, the technical part, but I get with my arms behind and I cannot like move the pole. So sometimes you get back to the track and that's the dangerous part. So like always my coach told me like, if you do the things right, it's not dangerous while you're jumping. But if you are afraid and you don't do what you are taught to do, that's the dangerous part. So I just focus in my arms and jump, arms and jump. Hein has also found that repetitions of each specific aspect of her jumps has created a clear visualization practice in her pre-jump routines. We run and uh, put the arms up a lot of times, so we have like a, a, an official run-up. Like I start in, I don't know, 30 meters, and when I'm in 14 meters, I need to start moving my arms, so I put uh, my shoe or something like a mark so I know when I have to start moving my arms. And yeah, it's a lot of practice for that. Now that the country has instituted additional resources for citizens and athletes alike, 
Hein was able to focus on her dream of competing on the Olympic stage. Leading up to the Olympic qualifiers, Hein had recorded a bronze at the 2018 U23 South American Championship, a fourth place finish the following year at the South American Championship, a Peruvian indoor record of 4 meters in Bolivia at the 2020 South American Indoor Championship, and a personal best of 4.25 meters the same season in Mexico City. Heading into the Olympic qualifiers, Hein was prepared to give her best to the sport, but COVID-19 sidelined her training regimen. I was focusing on uh, going to the Olympics. It was a really big uh, goal, but I knew I could, uh, so I was training for that. And I started um, 2020 really with really good jumps, but after that, uh, the pandemic started. So I wasn't able to keep training. And I was in Peru, we were in quarantine like for six months maybe. So it was really hard uh, to keep motivated and keep training. I did some, some stuff in my house, but not much because I got like not motivated to do it. And then when I got back for, to training, I didn't have much time to, to like get in shape again. And I, I didn't have, I could go to track, but only on one hour a day and alone. And sometimes my coach didn't go because uh, he needed to coach the other group and they weren't allowed to go to the track. They were training in the streets because the, only nine people, I think, in Peru were allowed to go to the track in that time. So it was really, really hard. And I, I went to actually to Germany to try to keep training and compete. And when I got there, uh, the pandemic started, like the COVID cases started to increase in Europe again. So they closed everything. So I was like trying to escape from one place to the other. And I didn't want, like I couldn't, I was training, but I couldn't compete. And I believe I'm really competitive. And if I don't compete, I lose, I lose my focus, like my goal. So I started getting really sad, really frustrated and missing my home and being alone there. So I came back and actually I decided to quit because I was like, right now I, I'm not going to be able to qualify to the Olympics. I postpone my professional life to be doing this. I'm a business engineer and like I wasn't working in a big company because I wouldn't have the time I need to train. So I was uh, working in a family business and doing that, but I wasn't feeling I was doing enough for my life, for my life. So I decided to quit and focus in my professional life and doing pole vault for a hobby. So I went like not every day and training and I started competing like that. And the hard thing for me, as I told you, the girl that had the national record came back to training and she was training really hard and I wasn't. So of course, uh, when we start competing, uh, she started to increase her heights and I was like stuck in the height. I like I was jumping 380 maybe. My best height was 425 but I was jumping 380 by that time. I knew uh, I couldn't jump higher if I wasn't training that much, but she won in the nationals. And that was like, really hard for me at first because it was like, oh, I was 
like the only one I was the national champion and she won but then I understand like I wasn't training much you can't ask for more for more and I qualified to the South American championship like that so it was a month from the South American championship and I started training harder for that but it wasn't enough and in the in that championship it didn't go well for me and uh that's when I decided to come back again <laughs> because it's really hard to lose because I'm really competitive and I want to win of course but I knew that I wasn't doing enough to be able to win so that's when I came back uh to train and that was last year yeah I haven't been able to compete again. Like I, I started to train for that. So I hope this year goes goes really good for me. I'm motivated again. I'm happy I'm training. I'm trying not to focus uh, in longer goals because I don't know what what is going to happen next year. Or like I'm already almost 26 years old. And well, actually I'm getting married. <laughs> And I'm planning that life too. So I'm trying like, uh, while I can, I'm training and I'm happy and I'm enjoying the time. So I hope it goes really good for me this year because um, psychologically speaking, I'm in a better, better place than I was last year. Hein finished number 64 in the world with that 4.25. And that's the best in Peru. Still, Peru didn't send any of its pole vault team to Tokyo. For me now, my my next goal is beating my record. So like more than uh, accomplish uh, something great, like in a competition or winning a competition, I want to be able to beat my old record, to be in that level again, like to jump that high again. So uh, since I started, actually, I jumped every year a bit higher. I started with 370, 380, uh, 410, and 420, and then 425 every year. So like last year was a different year, 2020, as I told you, but I'm really excited for this year. And that's what motivated me to come back, like be able to be, to beat myself, like compete with me, not with others, like just to be able to, to do better. Hein has held six different national records, including beating her own five times. She says that even though she and Team Peru didn't qualify for the Olympics, she's more dedicated to continuing to beat her own record. It makes me really proud of what I, I accomplish and seen what uh, I've been through like with trainings and like it's hard to train it's fun but actually you get really tired and like being able to to do that, that for for all those years and seeing the results that I got the national records um, it makes me really proud of what I'm capable of and knowing that when you accomplish something and you like if you focus on you know, on a goal and you do all the steps to do it, like when you really, really do it, uh, you can see the results. Like I really, 
accomplish what I what I wanted. When I started like in 2016, my first goal was beating the national record. And I and I not only beat it once, I beat it like many times. I think it was like five times because I like it was a 390. I jumped 405 and two days after I find I jumped 410. And a year after I jumped 416, then 420, and then 425. Yeah, so like every every time I did it, it was like huh, a big accomplish uh, of what like all the training pay off. Even though she's continued her Peruvian pole vault superiority, Hein says that her time training under Team Peru has been less than satisfactory. Actually, in Peru, uh, in the track and field federation there's a lot of problems because usually they uh help only because they know them or not because they they uh accomplish something like actually i will uh for peruvians to get paid in sports you need to uh, win a medal an international medal so when I won my first medal in a South American championship, uh, we asked for the, the, the help. And they said that they couldn't pay me because uh, in that competition, there were only three countries competing in my event. And for, that, for them to give me the, like the, the help, it has to be with more than five countries. But as I, as I told you, like, uh, pole vault is not very known in Peru and neither in South America. We are not much. So it was really hard to get to an international competition in South America, having more than five countries competing in pole vault. So, okay, uh, next time, like the, in 2020, I won a medal too. And they said the same thing because we're only Brazil and Peru competing in that competition. So, uh, they didn't care about my record <laughs> and my coach tried to tell them like she just started four years ago and every year she did the record and she's getting better so like you can see the progression and you can help her to do better but that's a big problem in Peru they want you to be world, world champion for them to to help you but it's not I believe it's not how it works you need to to help them to get to that goal because it's like getting alone, it's 10 times harder. I was investing a lot of time in this and I wasn't gaining anything. And it's not about the money. It's not like, ah, oh, I want to gain money. It's because like, I want to live good, like have my, my place, have my, like being able to, to not depend on my parents. I'm already 26 years old and right now, I live in my parents' house. They help me because I'm not able to to live by myself right now because from sports that I invest all my time, I don't get any money. So that's why why I decided like to quit last year to focus and start working in other things so I be able because of course I love sports. I love pole vaulting, but I have my life too. And I have other goals too. Like I'm like getting married, have having kids in the time. And for that, you need to, to be able to have uh, your own economy. 
and so it's it's a hard decision like okay i enjoy this i want this i i really want to jump higher but at the same time like i'm not doing anything for my life after Hein doesn't make a single soul equal to 0.27 usd from team peru instead she utilizes sponsorships from gatorade and under armor to finance her passion on team peru only a group of marathon runners actually makes money from their participation and it's all based on international results. Yeah, no, we don't have support. And even um, I know that in the US, uh, it's really hard to get to the national team. It's harder than here, actually. But you have your clubs and you compete for your club and they help you too. And then you go to that level. So you have all the steps in all the competition and a lot of people to compete with uh, to get to that level. And that's why a lot of people that train with me went to another country to to try to to get better, to try to accomplish their goals. You you try to do to talk with the federation and they don't help you. You try to talk with the media and they only are focused in football or the people are not interested in other sports. So there's no place to have money for like. Uh, not a lot of companies want to invest in us because they invest in other people that are more known and have more uh, exposure than us. Because it, in Peru, we don't have much uh, a sport culture, like to go and watch uh, plays or things like that. For in Lima 2019, the, the Pan American Games, um, more a lot of people uh started to watch more sports like more got more interested in that but it wasn't enough uh because to be able to have more sponsorships and be able to be in more media um people need to want to watch us <laughs> because if not there's no thing to sell in life i think nothing it's free you have to like give something for them to give you something so it's it's hard it's like you are kind of uh like they cut your rings like you you want to fly and they don't let you the availability of individual results but lack of pay for the lesser televised field events for team peru has caused the majority of heinz pole vault teammates to step away from the sport as unfortunate the situation as it is for the country's track and field representation Hein feels the impact of less teammates firsthand. What makes you jump higher to be better is to have more competitions, more people competing. And actually, there's one competition they do in Peru, it, actually in every country. Uh, it's called Grand Prix. And they do it in Peru, in Chile, and in Colombia, but they don't do all the events uh, in that competition. And they invite people from other countries and you get paid if you win. It's that much, but it's a help. And uh, in Peru, the big problem is that they choose the events they are going to do in that competition uh, because what it's better for them, not for the athletes. So la, this 2020, uh, pole vault should have been in that competition, pole vault women, because we are two pole vaulters. And in the South American championship, the other girl got third and I got fourth or fifth place. I'm not sure. Uh, so 
we needed more competitions that they didn't put our event in that competition and neither the the other years being me uh doing the national record i was doing national record every year but they didn't do that competition for me my federation so it's it's really hard <laughs> because you think like they cut your wings like you you only want to do you want to do a lot of things but you had obstacles all the way a lot of people step away from the sport and not because they want it's because they need they have family to support they need to work they uh, like i believe training professionally and representing your country it's a job because it's a full-time job actually you need to train a lot you need to recover too you need physical uh attention and uh you need to rest too it's part of your training but uh in peru sometimes you cannot do that because even if they pay you and they help you it's not enough so like my boyfriend yeah well actually fiance now <laughs> uh, he uh did pull uh hurdle hurdles and he's really good at it but there was a time he had to decided to start working so he was doing working and track and field at the same time and that's how he's training now so it's really hard for him because he wakes up really early he trains a little bit then he goes to work then trains again so he doesn't have the the recovery he needs Hein felt that she was one of the select few left to represent Peru at the likes of the 2019 Lima Pan American Games and South American Championship. And she found that her success came on the back of her own need to prove to herself that she was a worthy adversary for others. I think in that moment, it's when you realize like all the training and all, it's what I enjoy. I enjoy competing. I enjoy making like, I, I think pole vault, it's like a show because it's like uh, uh, you jump over a bar and it, it goes every time a little bit higher. And I love going to, there's in some countries they do festivals of pole vault and it's, it's really fun. It's, I think it's that, that thing is what I enjoy, competing, being there and trying to beat me, trying to beat the other girls and uh, focus on that was, uh, was what make me, uh, do a, a good competition in the Pan American Games. I, as I told you, I I thought I was going to jump better because I jumped like 420, 420 one month before. Uh, and I jumped, if I don't, I think four or 410 in the Pan American Games. Uh, but it was really windy actually. <laughs> so when you do pole vault, when it's really windy, they, it moves the pole. So it's harder to jump. So mentally, uh, when I start running, usually, as I told you, I only think about moving my arms. But when it's windy, I think about like fighting with the wind. So I don't do all the technical things I should do. I'm training harder. I'm really focused for this year. I'm enjoying every training that has, that's really important for the results too. And yeah, hopefully I have more competitions. Actually, we have the... Uh, indoor South American now and I was hoping to go and I was training for that but the federation says that they don't have money so they are only going to send four people of track and field and I'm not one of them so I'm not going to the South American indoor championship this year uh, so I'm focusing on competing in the nationals that are in April 
to jump really high. So I like uh, establish a record and saying, okay, now you have to pay for me to go to compete. Because uh, they say like last year I didn't compete good because since I quit and I didn't like have any results for the next rest of the year in 2021. So they, they say that they are not paying for me to the South American championship, but they don't even, they are not even doing a competition before to see if I'm, they are just choosing by finger, like who of them are going, but uh, I'm already past that. And I'm focused on the national that it's in Peru. So I'm competing here and proving I'm still got it. Like I'm training and I'm able to do it. If you're an athlete trying to prove that you still got it, or even a former athlete waking up every day feeling like there's something left to prove, I have a great resource to settle the anxiety that comes with goal acquisition. I'm so happy to have better help on for another week. Now that we've solidly arrived in 2022, how are your resolutions going? Are they causing you added lifestyle stress? I know they are for me. That's why BetterHelp is the perfect resource. In 2022, I want to improve my diet and exercise regimen. And if you're anything like me, having someone to hold you accountable might be just what you need to reach your goal. One of the best ways to reach your 2022 goals, even those which may seem insurmountable, is to follow through on healthy mental health habits by working with a licensed therapist. Now, I'm bringing that option to you, the listeners. If you've ever listened to a Closer Mentality episode and thought, I feel exactly the same way. I'm working with BetterHelp sponsorship to bring online therapy to your phone and computer. BetterHelp offers video, phone, and even live chat options, and you can speak to a licensed therapist in less than 48 hours. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. BetterHelp has more than 20,000 licensed therapists around the country, and you have access to them at any time. You can get thoughtful messages from your therapist, and if you aren't happy, it's free to change providers. If you're worried about the cost of traditional talk therapy, BetterHelp also plans for that with accessible financial aid options. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. You deserve to prioritize your mental health this year. Get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com forward slash closer mentality. That's betterhelp.com forward slash closer mentality. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. The link is also in the show notes. Those in the United States can follow Hines' Team Peru experience on Instagram at Nicole Hine PV. Her appearance at Paris 2024 is to be determined, but you can always keep up with her Peruvian competitions on social media. Thank you so much to Nicole for bringing to light the athlete inequities of Peru and demanding what you need. You can watch our entire interview on the Closer Mentality Uncensored YouTube channel. Thanks so much for listening to episode 56 of Closer Mentality. As always, I'm your host, Julia Mellett. Next week, you'll hear an amazing story from recently retired NWSL midfielder Angela Salem. But until then, see you next week.